there are two kinds of writers in the world. There are the writers that are if feed enough to think, well, I must be inspired. And it's this divine wind that comes from the breath of God. <clears throat> and, you know, that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not down with that. Dear podcast listener, I wish you could have seen his face when that happened. That was... You know, it was both a surprise and intentional. That was the breath of God right there. Or... Like a Ren and Stimpy <laughs> Or it's a job. It's like a thing Homer you do. Like if Homer Simpson's birth was drawn by the Ren and Stimpy illustrators. That's what that belch looked like. That was fucking fantastic. This is Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. Be advised, these apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution. So it looks like uh, Donald Trump has thrown us another distraction before the elections. Um, um, what is, is it? I... He is going to roll back uh, transgender oh, yeah, yeah. rights. Yeah. Well, it's it's not even. Well, I mean, it is transgender rights, but it's he's like taking away their classification. The yeah. To, to be to, transgender. To claim. Well, not the ability because well, you can be transgender anyway. What it, what he's taking away is the government's recognition of such status which means you are which not means, transgender which in means, the eyes of the government and they well exactly in the yeah. eyes of the government it means that you you no longer have uh rights to insurance you don't you can't make any discrimination claims and you can't get an, you can't go you can't to the, get, uh, the social network side of the, exactly. of the the spa or well sure you any, can actually sure you can you just can't sue for discrimination that, yeah right you know, right. I mean, it's in an individual, an individual spot. Like you go to King Spa and you say, "I'm a woman," and the guy says, yeah. "Oh, transgender." Yeah. yeah, they're not. The thing about it is, it's not like the government's going to come and say, "No, you right. can't go into that side." Well, King Spa. federal agents. standing in King Spa, going, "Let me see your card." But my 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 assessment of this is, and I understand the outrage. I really do. Um, it, it's and it's, it's bullshit. Ass, yeah, it's it's but asinine and it's, it is total bullshit. It's first another distraction. It's just another election year campaign thing. It's it's, it's a way to get yeah. people to get both sides of wound up the twelve percent of the alt right and the eight percent of the alt left to get really really pissed off so that it just completely alienates people. If you happen to have any discomfort with this subject, yeah. So it's another election distraction. And the other thing about it and is... And it's a fuck you, another fuck you to Obama. It's yeah, another one yeah. of Obama saying it's he's another, going, nah, rolling it back, yeah, screw but you. But the other thing about it, and that's what I, the minute I read it was, this isn't about transgender. I mean, as much as it is about transgender, this is about women. This is about what, about the classification of women. And, and my, my assessment was, is if you get rid of transgender, you start to chip away at the concept of non-binary identification. And if you chip away at non-binary identification, you're stuck with binary, which means you have men and you have women, which allows the government to continue to pigeonhole and put women back into the box that they were already in, which makes it easier to stereotype, to generalize. So you're and, saying that this is a a step toward yeah. The Handmaid's Tale? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I read. I read, you know, and I like I said, I understand the immediate knee-jerk reaction of this is transphobic. 
I really don't think this is about transphobia. I think this is about going back, trying to trying to reel things back to when women were, you know, like this this one category of this is how it was, and well, it's, men it's, were like this yeah, one category. It's to when America was great. Well, remember, for, we're making America great yeah, again well, when women were women uh, and men were men. Yeah, I and trans it. people didn't exist because gay isn't or real. They, or they were, whatever. or they were marginalized and terrorized and killed and yeah. and committed suicide and yeah, yeah. And they, you know, yeah. just like come on. I think it is transphobic, as well as as what you were saying. I, I mean, yeah, because they don't like transphobia scares these people. They don't understand it. And I don't want a transphobic person in the same bathroom as my kid. They're going to rape them. See, like, the thing is, I don't, th- this is, I don't think it but is phobia. I don't think it's phobia. I don't oh, think it's a fear. That's the thing is, I don't think it's a fear. I think, I think it's it a hatred. I think it's a hatred. I think okay. it is, I think it is a, a fundamental discomfort with things not being the way you'd like them to be, there there is a that's and, a good point because fear is different than dislike. It's different. Like exactly. I don't, I'm not afraid of rats. Yeah, but I fucking hate them. Yeah, exactly. And this and so and the thing about it is, and I don't even think and it's, I don't want a rat using the same bathroom as me. Yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think it's like a phobia or a hatred of specific transgender people. It's the concept. It's this idea that. First of all, <laughs> so you don't think that Trump has a thing for Caitlyn Jenner? He's like, no, I, no, I don't. I don't like that chick guy. No, I, the, the thing is, I'm. I, I That's don't, my Trump impersonation. Yeah, that was the, the worst. Yeah. You know. Oh uh, come on, that was spot on. It was better than Alec Baldwin's. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, no, but I think I don't even think it's about about. I don't think it's as much about transphobia. I don't think it's it's this uh, overt uh, hatred of transpho- uh, transgendered people. I think it is. It's a power grab. It is saying these people who have, and, and when I say these people, I don't just mean transgender people. I mean transgender, um, racial identity politics. I'm talking about uh, women. I'm talking about this whole segment of society that has been shoved over in the corner for most of time mm-hmm. are now, and it's not like this is the first time they've done it. I don't, no. want anybody, I don't want anybody that's in the feminist movement right now or the transgender to start patting themselves on the back as the great revolutionaries because I lived through the ERA movement yeah. that failed yeah. in the 70s. So, you know, it's not like you're we've the first. We've been here before. Yes, yeah. we've been here yeah. before. This is the thing. It's, it's that they don't want them to have power. And part of it is a discomfort, you know, a discomfort with the idea that identities and sexual identities, gender identities specifically, are fluid. Yeah. There are there, there's a whole segment of, and it's you not, can be more than what you are perceived more by than what are, we tell you are. Yes, tell you yeah. are, you know, and and it's it's, I, I you know it's it's it really is it's all about power, and I and I genuinely believe I'm sure there are some Trump supporters that are very that hate transgender people, yeah. just hate the concept, hate the people, want to hurt them. This I mean, yeah. I'm, there's no question in my mind. I do not think from government. I do not think from DC that's what you're getting. I think what you're getting is this is about power, and the more power because transgender is the smallest segment. Of all the identity politic uh, sort of movements that's going on, none of them are majority. Not even, I mean, some of them don't even make make like minority status. I mean, transgender is maybe a million four in the country, which statistically is nothing. And that doesn't mean that they're not important. No, it doesn't mean they're not important. It means that there's just, you know, and there's the argument that the minority is supposed to call things. Kosher, Kosher food is an example. Right. You know the idea that that no, not everybody is kosher. 
But over time, vendors of food and that kind of stuff realize that, you know, everybody. You need a kosher kitchen. Well, that thing is, ev- there, there's a small, a tiny mm-hmm. segment of people who will not eat anything but kosher food. Mm-hmm. But everybody else will. Yeah. Well, they'll eat kosher or not kosher. So where's the harm in just making everything basically kosher? Yeah. Well, there you go. Then everybody's happy. This is the thing. This is how the minority does kind of move the needle in certain ways. Yeah. And I think uh, I think they don't want that needle moved because if the transgender, which are the smallest segment, get a certain degree of power and certain degree of say, a certain degree of civil rights. Well, then what's stopping everybody from getting civil rights? Yeah. And that's not good for their version of government. No, it's, it's, I mean, anything in politics, anything out of Washington is about power and very little else. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. And I, I wonder, I mean, your, your, your statement about it being more than about transphobia or trans, transphobic people, that it's about women. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the women that I saw on Facebook you know, shouting about it on Monday mm-hmm. with fury, rightfully so. Sure. Um, but it was mostly the usual yeah. white women that I see raging about pretty much anything that Trump says or does. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they're thinking the same way that you are, if they're just pissed because it's Trump and because it's a, another rollback of a civil rights for anybody. Because I don't have... A lot of transgender friends. I don't know a lot of transgender people. I don't know if that's in part because I know I don't some. Know, I know some. I'm friendly with some, but I I'm not sure. It's have... like it's not a regular set of my social set. But I don't really have a social set anymore. Pretty much, yeah. you are it. No, I was. <laughs> no, I was talking to Katie the other night, and I said something like, "Oh God, what was it?" But I, I said, "Yeah, my my social circle has become a seven month a seven seventh month old boy, seven month old boy, and a fifty two year old man." Yeah. That's it. That's the, you know. That's the, my world right now. There you now. go. Yeah, I'm yeah. living in extremes, baby. <laughs> so if like I can't hold any more good conversations, that's why. That's it. That's that's <laughs> the deal. You know. No, I, and that's that's the thing is I don't have a lot. But you were saying you don't have a whole lot of uh, connection with the transgender community. And I I would love to. I get, you know I mean it's not something I I miss you know. But well, like yeah, it, know. I mean it is what it is. Yeah. Like this is the. I don't go to beauty bar almost ever. And, yeah. and and beauty bar is is, is a is a great collector of. Is that a trans hangout? They do a lot. There's a lot when, okay. they, when they had Salonathon. That yeah, was yeah, a very, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That was very trans friendly yeah. and and utilized a lot of trans performers and I trans performers. That almost sounds Ooh. like a Michael Bay movie. It almost does. Um, and maybe uh, that's what Michael Bay needs to do is make a trans, trans performers a trans performer movie <laughs> to normalize it. So the because. You're Somebody assuming was watching Transformers, those Transformers movies. Yeah, well, we all watched them. We just didn't like them. Wouldn't that be fucking great if Optimus Prime started out as a man and then would transform instead of into a semi truck, a chick, into a beautiful woman? That would be all right. Or an ugly woman. Or, or an ugly I don't woman. Give yeah, a shit. didn't have to yeah. be a beautiful woman. A female. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that I think that's. I'd watch that. Movie. I would watch that. I would watch all four of them. Yeah, yeah, all four of them. Yeah, just depends on you Shia, know. the ones with Shia LaBeoufy, uh, the ones with oh, Mark God. Wahlberg. I don't give a shit. I'll watch them all. That's right. They were both in that. Talk about a shitty franchise. So in a couple of days, it's Halloween. Yeah. And so I was thinking because uh, one of the things I realized is that most scary movies, and I used the finger quotes on that, mm-hmm. aren't really that fucking scary. I mean, let's be honest. Frankenstein isn't that scary anymore. Most most movies no. that are scary movies yeah, yeah. are not 
really that scary. It's more of the kitsch fun of like, oh, here's some yeah. monsters. This, this, this. So I was staying, trying to think, what are the scary movies that are like legitimately fucking scary that when you watch, you have a nightmare, you can't yeah, you sleep, can't sleep you're jumping you in yeah. the corners, uh-huh. like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. That was really scary. That really brought up some shit. Yeah. So what what movies can you think of that are like re- really scary? Uh, Psycho still okay, gets me. Okay, so, does Psycho, Psycho get you? Psycho still gets me. Okay. That one, it, it's just, I mean, it's just shot so perfectly. And the shower scene, even though I know it's Hershey's syrup, you know, like we know yeah, 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 that yeah. Janet Lee isn't actually being, like I get it, but it's still, even before I first saw the movie, I knew, I knew what happened. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. it's just such a, a, a thing, right? Yeah. Um, but man, that <laughs> can you imagine though in the '60s not knowing that he was his mother, not knowing that that was the game? If you had That's no idea, up. well, first of all, that movie is amazing because she's Janet Lee's the main character right. for the like first 20, 25 minutes yeah. or something, and then, like that. And then all of a sudden gone. she's gone. Yeah, which is a fuck you to the audience because yeah. these are this was not That's things we can look at. That's why it's scary. We take you're it like, for wait, granted. You just took the hero. You murdered the hero. Yeah, I still have an hour left well, to go in this thing. What the hell did you just do to me? Yeah. I'm a little unsure here. Uncertainty feeds fear. And now I'm I'm on yeah. edge, and then all of a sudden the reveal that he is actually his own mother yeah. and that and, you know, the dead mother. What it reminds me of is it's like Halloween, which I don't consider one of the scariest movies. However, no, that set the trope for almost every you know masked slasher film. Yeah. that made sense. Yeah, like Nightmare on Elm Street. Those aren't scary. No, those no, are they're funny. They're yeah. goofy. Yeah. To me, the the, gory, the one that's kind of goofy but still scared the shit out of me and I still find really scary is Jeepers Creepers. I don't know that I've seen Jeepers Creepers. Oh, my Creepers. God. It's got Justin Long. Yeah. Um, and basically what I love about it is is it starts off as like the crazy guy, the crazy, you know, psycho killer in a truck. So it's like it's Justin Long and his sister, and they're driving on the road, and they encounter this guy in this fucking, eh, this giant, like this fucking truck, and he's trying to run him down. He's trying to run him off the road. And then they, they end up getting run off the road, and then they, they follow him. They see him again. They follow him, and they see him dumping what they think are bodies mm-hmm. into this sort of like uh, cult, this thing. Yeah. And so then Justin Long goes into the thing, and they sure enough, they're bodies. But something weird about the bodies in that they're cut up and stitched back together, and he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Well, what I love about this movie is that's creepy enough. Mm-hmm. But then it turns into a monster movie because the psycho is not a dude. It's a fucking monster that absorbs body parts to stay alive. Weird. And ultimately, I mean, I'm going to give it away because fuck you if you haven't seen it yet. Well, I haven't seen it yet. No, don't do it. Spoilers. Don't do it. Don't do it. He's going for Justin Long's eyeballs. Jeepers Creepers. He's going for his eyeballs. All right. There you go. Did you Can't hear what wait I said? To see it. I did not hear what you said. That you'll hear the podcast, so you'll totally hear all I'm of it. I'm going to skip past it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, all right. There you go. I think I but, listen to our podcast. You're out of your fucking mind. This I guess is a piece of shit. Why do I, I listen to this shit? It sucks. Thing? All right. But Jeepers Creepers <laughs> legitimately scares me. Okay. The, the other one that, that really out. scares me is It Follows. You haven't seen that one either. God damn. You're missing out the good movies. It Follows is the. is sl- right. It's like a. I mean, the gist of it basically is. If you have sex, the, 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 the gist of it, and I'm not giving anything away really because this is, you can read this in the synopsis. Basically, the girl has sex with a dude. Nice. And then he takes her 
and and ties her up and puts her in a in a, in a warehouse. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this fucking naked zombie woman, and she's not a zombie; she's just like a naked woman. Yeah. But she's walking really fucking slowly to her, right? Oh God. And basically, it follows you, and yeah. if it catches you. You're fucking dead. Yeah, see, that's, so, that's kind of special. And it's really slow, and the only way to transfer it is to trick somebody into having sex with you. And what's great about this movie, and this is I highly, I highly recommend it, is it's off-putting in so many different ways. Um, like, the weather changes from scene to scene, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes they're wearing, like, winter clothing, and sometimes they're not. And you go, what the fuck? It's just the whole movie is so subtly off-putting yeah. that it just gets you on edge. And I watched this when, uh, the first time I watched it, we were, uh, it was when Dana and I went to Paris. And I was on the the flight, the 950-hour yeah. flight. Right. <laughs> and I'm fucking, you know, you're mashed together, you're sitting in this long plane, you're on a plane, and I'm watching this fucking movie. And it is creeping the shit out of me <laughs> because I couldn't get rid of the fact that if that person, that creature was following me, I'm on a fucking plane. Yeah. Where am I going? It really wigged my shit out. That's fu- Yeah, that's fucked up. I think um, you, you mentioned in Jeepers Creepers the, mm-hmm. like the car, the truck that's honking, whatever. Yeah, that yeah. just made me think of Duel. Yeah, yeah. Steven Spielberg's first. Brilliant. That one, it doesn't, it's not a, it doesn't like make me, a, you know, I can't sleep alone. Yeah. And I'm, but that movie is spooky. It'll fuck you up. And yeah. I think it's because it could happen anytime you're on the yeah, road. Yeah. You just get some trucker who's just like, fuck it, I'm done. And I'm, I'm going to fuck I've with these people or shit. kill them or whatever. That's spooky because it could happen. The uh, Amity Horror, what is it? Um, Amityville? Yeah, Amityville Horror. Yeah, that's a, the first one. The first one. The one with uh, James Brolin yes. and Margot Kidder. That one spooked me hard because I first watched it when I uh, alone, yeah. like an idiot. Like, yes, what you When do. I was living in my house, yep. by my, I lived alone by myself, and then I thought I would just go to bed after watching it. In a house, mm. after watching a movie about a haunted house that you know allegedly you woke, was and real. you woke up right? at 3.15, didn't you? You'd think that I slept? Oh, okay. Because if you woke up at 3.15, that would freak your shit out. Because, you know, he does that. Yeah. 3.15 is when the kid blew his pay. Okay. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I couldn't. No, I went back downstairs and Ugh. I just put on Family Guy DVDs. I'm like, I need something completely right, something, opposite. Anything. I need noise. I turned all the lights on in the house. Yeah. yeah. That one, yeah, that one. To me, the, the, the hands down, I mean, you know, and it's, it's actually two movies, three movies that are like, oh, any one of these kind of makes me look at people differently yeah. in, in a bad way. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm feeling ter- terribly paranoid right now. Mm-hmm. One is Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. God damn it, that's a good movie. Um, one is The Exorcist. Yeah, just because just because yeah. that, that that's a scary fucking movie. I yeah. mean, they're, 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 that's frightening. Um, and then the other is The Shining. Kubrick's The Shining. Oh, I forgot about The Shining. The fucking yeah. Shining is just, it's so is fucking creepy. Again, these are things that could actually... Happen. Yeah, you're stuck out in the middle of nowhere. You're and you lose your mind, and your you husband your fuck, yeah. goes batshit. And yeah, yeah, like Duel, The Shining, yeah, um, uh, Amityville Horror. I mean, oh, yeah. Amityville Horror could yeah. actually happen, I guess. But um, yeah, these are all movies to That's watch. A, yeah, are but, you going to watch any of these films? Um, I have. This week? I um, I have watched this week. I watched uh, or not this week, but last week I watched Jeepers Creepers. Um, I'm gonna watch it. Follows again. I'm gonna have to watch those too. And and then yeah. one of my six things, if you haven't seen it yet, don't listen to the haters. That's all I'm gonna say. And okay. we'll, we'll get to it. But Jesus Christ, it's rare that I've watched a movie 
and Dana and I are watching it together, and we're both, like, a certain moment, we're just like, oh, my God, and we couldn't stop saying, oh, my God. We were so freaked out by this Jesus. movie. So I just, we'll get to okay. that in the six things. Right. But, uh, yeah, I love scary movies. That's the stuff. I went out and I worked out. I get up 5 o'clock in the morning, did my shit. I went and worked out, came back. Dana, turned out Dana had to leave. I was suddenly hankering bacon. <laughs> I fucking wanted bacon. We don't keep bacon in the house. It's like, I want bacon. So fuck it. I'm going to go to Janix. Yeah. And I'm going to get a goddamn, I'm going to I'm gonna do the big breakfast. Because I don't almost ever do that. So right. I'm going to get the fucking cheese on Treat with the bacon and the pancakes and the potatoes. Doing the whole thing. Uh-huh. Well, Dana leaves, so I go over there. You know, actually, I edited the Apecast, and then I went across the street. Okay. And so I sit down, I've got my phone, and I order some coffee, and I order my food, and it's pretty much empty. It's like ten thirty in the morning. So what day week, is this? It's like Friday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's like Friday, and uh, there's like a couple over here to my right, and then there's another couple, on, and then on the east wall is are, are two women. You know, it's like no big deal. I mean, it's just kind of basically empty. Yeah. And I'm just reading my Apple News. You know, I'm drinking my coffee, and I'm actually feeling really good about the world. It's like, oh. You're about to get baked. I'm going yeah, I'm, I'm sure. to have this great breakfast. I just spent the morning. I worked out. I, I edited a podcast. I'm feeling very productive, and yeah. now I'm rewarding myself. This is great. It's not even noon yet. And in the back of my mind, but it's like in the back of your name, when you get that spidey sense, the, the two <laughs> women, the two women over on these walls start talking louder. And one of them is obviously pretty agitated. Okay. And I'm, it's like my, it's none of my business, so I'm not eavesdropping. That's not my style. I'm reading the news. So I'm yeah. just like, I, I just noticed that they were getting loud. Mm-hmm. And then a few minutes in, I realize that the one that's really angry is talking about me. What? She's talking about me. And, I, and I'm like, uh, is she really talking? So I look over. How did you know she was talking about she you? She said... Don Hall. That's how I she heard my name. I heard my name. The dead poet. I, I'm pretty sure she wasn't talking about the dead poet because okay. I looked over and I look just to see. You know, uh-huh. and it's like, are they really talking about me? And she looks at me and goes, "What the fuck are you looking at?" Whoa, whoa. And I, whoa. In and a I restaurant. Was, in the restaurant. How far away? From you her? know, probably 25 feet. She was on the other side of the okay. restaurant. You All know? right. So. Yeah, what the not, f- not, there, not nobody far, else not just, close enough for her to say what the fuck are you talking. She the yelled it across the room, and I went. Do I know you? I mean, that was the first thing I think. I just like, well, what the course. fuck? That's a perfectly she goes, reasonable she question. She goes, no, but I know who you are. You're Don Hall, and you're a piece of shit. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? I, I didn't even, and, and I, I went, I don't even know how I'm supposed to react to this. But based on what I wrote last week about not falling for Donald Trump's sort of bullying tactics, I went, you know what? I'm going to take my own advice. Uh-huh. And I shifted her. I went, okay. And I shifted to my back to her, went right back to my phone, got my coffee, and was like, okay, I'm just going to wait for my food and let that die down. I'm going to ignore that bullshit. But she didn't want that. So she gets up, and she comes over to the table right next to mine and sits in the chair and starts telling me really loudly how I should not be in this place, how I'm triggering her, that, I, that, that, that yes, that, that, that I shouldn't be in a public space with other people and that I need to leave right now. And she's going to badger. I mean, it's apparent. She's going to badger me. What and are you, Mitch McConnell? What's I, I know. That's what, it happened the same week that happened. So, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of like, this is so weird, but I'm not going to give I'm just simply not going to play the game. So I simply ignored her. She was not relenting. At one point, one of the waiters comes over and says, is there a problem? And yeah, there's looked, a fucking and, problem. And, and he looks at me and I said, 
I don't know who this is. I've never seen her before. Um, I don't have a problem, but if you get a chance, I'd love a top off on the coffee. <laughs> and I went, you know, and she, so he turns to her and she's going off. She is screaming at him about how I shouldn't be allowed in this place. I still don't know why she was pissed at me. It could have been something I wrote or she was a friend of somebody that doesn't like me. I don't fucking know. But she's losing her shit wow. until they kick her out. And she and her friend get really mad. Then they turned on this guy because he's kicking her out. And they get their phone out and they're videoing him kicking them out and all this kind of stuff. Have you scoured the internet to see if that's posted anywhere? I have not. I don't care. So this was like like this bizarre thing. And I kind of blew it off because guess what came next? Bacon. bacon. Yeah. So fuck off. That makes everything right in the world. I went, yeah, whatever. Jump cut. To a couple of days later, I'm extra doing extra work, and I'm confronted with a Trump supporter. Because sometimes when you're doing extra work, you're just sitting around. And he wanted to chat. He wanted to talk about politics. He wanted to talk about the invasion of the Honduran, that it was an invasion on our soil. For the love of God. And 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 my first reaction was to go, oh, you got to fight. Exactly, for the love of God. But I went, you know, I'm sitting next to this guy, and I'm going to be here for, I don't know how long. Yeah. Until we're actually doing extra work. So I can either go fuck off. <laughs> it's almost like being sharing a prison cell. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know how I'm fuck off, <laughs> or I can go. All right, I let I me get an practice release, what but... I preach. Let me have. Let me see if I can actually have a persuasive conversation with this guy who I obviously disagree pretty vehemently about. Yeah. And so I went. What's my nego? What are the? What was the? I don't know anything about negotiating technique, but I know that the most important thing is start with a yes. Start with something you agree upon. Yeah. And I'm listening to him talk about immigrants, and I'm listening to him talk about this invasion on our soil and illegal yes, aliens. Yes, you're right, sir. Immigrants come to our country. No, that's not what I said. I said, I said. So, would you agree that that we should support those immigrants that come over and try to get in legally? Mm-hmm. And he said, Well, yeah. I went, Okay, so that's something we can agree upon. Sure. So, how do we build on that? By the end of the conversation, mean, we talked for like 45 minutes to an hour, but by the end of it. I'd played him a little bit of Nestor Gomez's uh, moth story about running across as, a, as an undocumented child. Yeah. And we talked about, I finally got him to confess, or not confess, but f- basically admit that a bilingual country wouldn't be a really bad thing, that that actually yeah. might be a right, you know. Did I change his mind? No. I'm sure I didn't change his mind. Did I change his mind more than screaming at him in a restaurant while he's trying to eat fucking bacon? Yeah. I guarantee I did. So the question is, how do we have, because the, the least creative thing we can do is just scream at each other. Right. That requires no energy. I mean, it takes a lot of energy, but yeah. no creativity whatsoever. I mean, they're, they're two very different things to start. Like one, the Trump supporter on the set just wanted to have a conversation mm-hmm. and spew his his opinions and then hear yours and then debate. Okay, fine. Like a friendly debate, quote unquote. Well, I can see in his face, he was ready, if I disagreed with him... To go to blows. He yeah. was ready, not okay. to go to blows, but to go well, to that, but, that, yeah. that self-righteous, angry, yeah. you suck, you're evil place. And I just didn't want to go there. But he had no preconceived notions of who... For all he knew, you could, I could have been like, been, yeah, fuck the Hondurans or yeah, whatever, exactly. you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the woman in the restaurant... I don't even know how to process I, that. I, I, I didn't either. Because you don't know where she like, came what from or fuck? what her beef was exactly. Yeah. or Because, I mean, really, you probably could... If, if she had an issue with something you wrote, let's say, yeah. you could have potentially had a conversation, a conversation about, about what it, I wrote. Like, okay, here's where I maybe wasn't clear enough on this point to help it's you understand it or whatever. Like, and that yeah. happens. Okay, fine. 
I doubt that was the case. I mean, I could have asked. That's the thing is I could have asked, yeah. but I but didn't no, care. Here's the thing. Here's why you didn't ask. Because she came at you yeah. like an asshole. Yeah. And right away started screaming and accusing you of things or, you know, insulting you and insulting you to her, her friend. And it, like, nobody wants to get on board with that or have a conversation with somebody who just starts a conversation with, fuck you. Yeah. It, that's not going to happen. So how... And if the question is, how do we talk to those that we disagree with? I think it's we begin with politeness, as we would in any. So you're a tongue policer. No. I am. I don't know. Tongue tongue policer sounds controlling and and negative. You're policing. What you're saying is, don't be so loud. Don't be so angry. And you know what? No, I'm not saying that either. I am saying that. Well, that's what I'm here's saying. The thing, that. Is that loud and angry are you, know, those, those, you are loud. Yeah. You and I could have a conversation that we completely we do every week. That and we, I'm loud. That we completely agree. Yeah. But we're not having this, we're having this conversation in my home. If we were out in the bar, well, if in a bar, maybe no, I'd talk this matter. loud. It but does we not matter. A, you and I could have a conversation. I'd probably about, get loud. Yeah. About actual facts about what you and I are wearing. And you will be just as loud in that conversation as you would if we were having a conversation yeah, that we completely disagreed on. But it's a different—it's uh, a different—it's a different kind of loud. It's an insulting loud. Yeah. Versus just yeah, okay. It's so an we abrasive, have to figure out what the loud aggressive, is. Yeah. Aggressive, It's tone policing. But you can't Don't do that. that. You can't. You can't start any conversation with insults. Yeah. It's just, and it's a terrible way to. Even not if, if you want the conversation to go anywhere. Even if I were having a conversation with um, a clan member, like a guy that I knew was a clan member, I would try to be civil with him because otherwise we're not going to have a conversation. We're just going to yell at each other. Yeah. Nothing's going to come of that. Which, why do it? Right. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Just to scream at each other? Well, fuck, I can go pick a fight with my wife if I want to do that. And then I'm home and then I can go to sleep on the couch. Like, that's a whole lot better than just screaming at some... Angry clan member in a cornfield, yeah. wherever the fuck I run into a clan you member. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if they'd be in a cornfield, but okay. Yeah, I don't. Well, That's I don't know. most clans. Yeah, the meetings are in cornfields, right? Well, when they're in fields, I know they're in barbecue places. See, I love barbecue places. Exactly. There's something to agree on. Like if I'm at smoke. Yeah. Or smoke daddy, rather. You're down smoke the daddy, and, and there's some a clan whole bunch of like, KKK. Hey, boy. I'm gonna go. Nah, 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 nah. You start. You start with something you agree on. Mmm. These ribs here are mighty good. Yeah. And then you can see where that goes. We can all agree on that. It's just... How about this bacon? Everybody can agree I mean, on bacon. All debate <laughs> needs to be uh, respectable. Otherwise, you're not going... Because even if you agree on it, if you come at each other, you're going to you're gonna disagree and hate each other. Yeah. Or see it as disagreement, rather, because now you're just yelling at each other. And that's that's viewed as an attack. Yes. And when the offense comes at you, you get defensive. So, so it's, And a good defense is, is a good offense, so right? So you start punching back. So you're tone policing. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you're I, saying, uh, oh, strident, angry right-winger or strident, angry left-winger or strident, angry racist or strident, angry feminist. Just tone it down a little bit so that we can have a civil conversation. Yeah, that's what you do. You're I don't, tone I don't like. I don't like the term tone tone policing because but that that's sounds. What you, but that's like what you're control. doing. Well, it is. It's it's tone suggesting. It's tone suggesting. Yeah, it's tone <laughs> Which, suggesting. In the it, best case, that's what policing is. 
Yeah, but find me, find me a police that suggests anything. Go to London. That, well, okay. They don't American, have guns. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You know, that's what policing is supposed to be, is it's guidance. It's not smashing down with the authoritarian, uh, you know, jackboot. Policing is to police the area. It is to suggest. It is to ensure safety. It isn't to, you know, that's I mean, what policing of, is. I mean, think of this, this woman in the restaurant at Gen X. If, if she had come over, if she said, you know, he's a fucking asshole, and you said, do I know you? Or he's a piece of shit, whatever it was. And you said, do I know you? And she came over and sat down next to you and said, no, but my name is... Katie Himmel. Oh, yeah. God, was it Katie? No, it wasn't okay. Katie. Um, I wouldn't have said, do I know you? If, like, the end said, of this story, you would yeah. be like, and by the way, David, and by the, it was your I mom. did know her. And it, yeah, it, <laughs> and it was your mom. It was your grandmother. <laughs> yeah, it was your grandmother. Yeah. And Mary. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, and if she said, you don't know me, my name is Katie Himmel, and here's why I'm why you're a piece of shit. You wrote this, or you did that, or and you could say, okay, I'm sorry you took it that way. And you guys could have that discussion. Well, I'm going to say, why you're a piece of shit? I'm not going to say okay. Well, no. I'm going to say, great, thank you for your fucking worthless opinion. I've got bacon to eat, thanks. See, if it were me, if I were in that position, and what I probably would have done is, do I know you? Yeah. And she would have said, no, but I know you and you're a piece of shit. I probably would have taken my coffee and sat down next to them and said... How do you know me? Why do you think I'm a piece of shit? Why would I'm I, curious. See, I don't care because I'm not there to suddenly engage somebody that hates my guts. I'm there to eat bacon and have a delicious omelet and some pancakes. So I think maybe there's a chance that you ruin my breakfast. look like an asshole. Because you can have, if you can have the conversation and maybe she walks away going, okay, he's not a piece of shit. I just strongly disagree with... Whatever it was that made me think he was a piece she's of shit. She's already to made the with. opinion. She didn't even know me from Adam. She's already made an opinion that I'm a piece of shit, which is fine. I, I, I don't disagree. Right. And she and maybe she maintains that that opinion yeah, after the conversation. Fine. But at least you had a conversation about whatever was irking But gang, her. there's a time and a place. And, yeah, and, and I'm having fucking bacon. On a Friday, you know, on fucking Friday leave me alone. Not, yeah. Fuck you. How about that? And well, that's the other thing is that I mean, I didn't do any of that. I just ignored the situation. Can it, you it inflamed keep, her, but I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the bait. Can you keep your shit together in public? Because one, you look like a fucking asshole. Yeah. Lady. Two, you got kicked out of a restaurant like an asshole because yeah. you were, you didn't engage her at all. You didn't no, do anything. I didn't even. She got kicked out, so and rightfully so, she was causing a disturbance. Absolutely. And ruining it for the other three people that that were there, they were and there. the servers, and the you yeah, know, yeah, the whole room. So what the fuck do you hope to gain by being an outrageous asshole like that? There's nothing that can be gained from that. Yeah. Like, what have the... And it's not the, like I'm a fucking senator or have any power. Right. Like, what have the... What have the uh, uh, not the that I think West that's World a great Baptist idea. Baptist church people, like the stand outside Fred of... Yeah, the yeah, Fred Phelps people that stand yeah. outside of soldier funerals and, yeah. you know, you know, AIDS cures fags and God yeah. takes all that shit. Have they accomplished anything? Because... As far as I know, AIDS hasn't cured fags. So yeah. what what good is their screaming done except upset people? And maybe they've gotten a few other idiots to join their their cause from their screaming. But what what good does it do? It doesn't stop well, homosexuality. I, I, I made, it doesn't, I've made know. the same argument about protests in general. Right. And what, that's just it. It's just noise. You have to have... Because eventually you can protest, protest all you want. Protest has but to be theatrical. what needs to happen is the protest inspires polite, proper discourse. Or some kind of conversation. In the halls of Congress. Yeah. 
And then so they're being polite, be just not shitty to each other, just not screaming. Just well, I think that's that's politeness. It can be heated. It can be heated. It can be. There's a but difference it needs to be respectful heated. on yeah. some level. Yeah, you yeah. can have a heated discussion. So how do we do that without because we're we're approaching a, an American civil war? Although I will say it's going to be a bloodless civil war because we're going to have the civil war online. Because yeah. no, none of these people on either stripe are ballsy enough to actually go out in public and be assholes, except right. for this woman that thinks I'm a piece of shit. Before we started this magazine, yeah, I remember telling you that I was impressed with how um, just you were all publishing every day. Oh yeah, I blogged were, every fucking day. You yeah. know, um, and I was just so impressed with your ability to just write all the time. There was yeah. always something, and it was always good. Um, well, thank you. I mean, full of typos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting better. That's actually yeah, I, I said that the other yeah. day. Was, I was One of the things that's been very good about working with you and my wife is that I'm getting better yeah. at noticing the typos. I don't well, want to catch nice. them you, before publication. You no longer type with them. your elbows. I that's, don't. And that's it's, a, it's, it's, or my dick. Right. Because yeah. I used to just slap my dick right on the keyboard <laughs> like, and, oh, hope, that looks good. and hope words came out. Right. It was just one of those things. And what's quite amazing is that you never wrote a libertarian piece with your while, dick. While because slapping my dick. all the opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, science has shown that the, the tip of the penis yeah. is the most libertarian part of the Well, I did write a lot body. of criticisms of George W. Bush with the tip of my See, dick. there you go. And just whacking it, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so the... the the question is like, how, how do you, how do you do this? How do you write every single day or churn this shit out the way you churn it out? What is the process of writing? And people will say that, you know, they'll say, yeah. like, I talked to Heather Bodie today, okay, and she said we were, she'd just been in Germany, and we've got, she's going to be performing at Bug House this this month, yeah, and then she's doing November fifth for, she's doing a, reading a chapter from the last DJ, okay, yeah, at Books and Booze, November twelfth, and. Um, and then so we're just both at Haymarket like, Pub and Brewery, seven thirty seven West Randolph. And she goes, <laughs> and she goes. I gotta tell you, I'm just so impressed with how often you guys publish on Littered Ape. And I thought that that's a you, great. You just compliment. jump back like what? Yeah, yeah, that's nice. But I thought the same thing too. I'm like, it's not that hard, but I guess it is that hard for some people. It for might people be. who don't do it every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It is that hard, and writing is hard, and I don't... Well, it's a job. It's a, it, The thing about yeah. it is there are two kinds of writers in the world. There are the writers that are feet enough to think, well, I must be inspired, and it's this divine wind that comes from the breath of God. <clears throat> and, you know, that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not down with that. <laughs> Dear podcast listen, I wish you could have seen his face when that happened. <laughs> you know, it was both a surprise and intentional. <laughs> That was the breath of God right there. Or... Like a Ren and Stimpy <laughs> <laughs> Or it's a job. It's like a thing Like if Homer you do. Simpson's birth was drawn <laughs> by the Ren and Stimpy <laughs> illustrators, that's what that belch looked like. That was fucking fantastic. It's intentional, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. But no, there, yes, there are, the, there are the writers that do... And then and the there writers, are the writers that, that dream. That dream. There you go. And they yeah. have their tea and they have and their... They're moleskins and the, they're... The whole you know. process yeah. of writing is is you got to write. And actually, I learned this from Joe. The only reason I started writing was uh, I realized... Joe this, James. Yeah, Joe James. Um, and apparently, he's got a brand new website, Joe James. And it is got, a handsome it's, website. It, it is quite yeah. attractive. So I, he needs to link the Literate Ape link. He needs to link that. But once he does that, it's going to be perfect. Quick parenthetical for this. Parenthetical. Joe James' new website is so attractive... 
I'm no longer going to be using Pornhub or YouPorn. Just Joe Jane's. I'm going to Joe Jane's. And spank it. And not even to like his pictures exactly, although those help. Just the layout. Just the layout. It's sexy. And the flow of it. it the, moves, the navigation. It and the, yeah. Oh, it's very sexy. JoeJanes.com. It's very lovely. I'm getting um, a libertarian heart on right now. Yes. Just thinking about so, it. So, but uh, but Joe, this was, I mean, this is when I started blogging, but a long time. I mean, this is 20 years ago. But I realized really quickly, I was in theater, and, and, and I realized I was a shitty playwright. I wanted yeah. to write plays. I wrote a ton of plays, but they yeah. all sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did. They yeah. all sucked. And I and I knew they did. That was the thing is we would have stick because I was the producer, so they everybody we had to read my plays because yeah. I was the fucking one paying the bills and right. running the show, and they always sucked. They just were not good. Did you actually produce them? No. Okay. So didn't that's produce good. any of them. Um, I was, was a very project. I was, was a very good director. Yeah. And I was a very good improv director. See, I don't know that because you didn't but, direct my play. I didn't direct your play, but I direct many others. You blew me off to act in one of Joe's plays. I did, yeah. and but you missed out. That's all I'm saying. I missed out? Yes, you did. Because I'm a very good director. You missed out on the opportunity to teach me something. There you to go. show me I your did. amazing I, abilities. I totally missed out. Anyway, Joe, I went to Joe and I never said... Never letting this go. I know you're never letting it go. I will never forgive. For as long as we live. You long. are a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. That woman in Janice. If only I could have that some That was baby. my Aunt Sue, you <laughs> motherfucker. I got you good. Goosh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Joe says, I go to Joe and I go, Joe, I love writing, but I'm a shitty playwright. He goes, oh, you just figured that out. <laughs> uh, he said, well, the only advice I can give you is you got to write every day. Yeah. And I took that to heart and I write every single day. So how much of what you write every single day actually sees the light of day? Oh, shit. Um, if I had to percentage it out, maybe 60%. Okay, so there's a bunch of shit you're like, ah, nope, this will not well, work. Well, see, and the thing is, what I do, get, what I do is I, and, and, and I used to use Evernote, but now um, I never, Dana and I are actually talking about this, because uh, she writes, and she writes, and prints things out, she likes to have a, car, a hard copy of things, and it's harder for her to see her work as disposable, mm-hmm. because it's kind of made for print, you know, and she yeah. hand writes a lot of stuff. Yep. Everything I write is digital, so I kind of look at everything I write as slightly disposable. Okay. Once it's out there, I'm done with it. You know, I mean, so that's they, a terrible thing to say as the co-editor of a digital. Well, that's magazine. what I'm saying. It's like it's a very odd. It's a very odd thing because you know, and then like the I believes I finally made it into a book, and it's like okay, now the book is there. Yeah. You know, so that kind of changes the the mo. But mm-hmm. that's I, you know, it's just like so. What I do is I use uh, Apple Notes. Mm-hmm. I type everything either with one hand on my phone. And you'd be surprised how much shit I actually write on my phone. Just like sitting I places. would not be surprised by that. Like just sitting anywhere. I would anywhere. bet you that I could pick which pieces you write yeah. written on your phone versus at the keyboard. How, how would you be able to say that? How would you know? Typos, spacing, just shit like that. See, little, the, little the, things. The, the one, I've read enough of your stuff. You know stuff how I know? How... Is the paragraphs are shorter. Because they look like oh, bigger paragraphs okay. on the phone than they actually look. When okay, you, yeah, yeah. So okay. like the, it'd be like that's a, a three-sentence okay. paragraph, and it's not that big as opposed to when I've got a keyboard. This paragraph's a novella. Run on sentences. You know, but no, I, you know, but that's because I've got a whole series of just like trash. It's like I, I just spent a half an hour writing this. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what my point of view is. So fuck this, and I'm yeah. gonna go put it over in the trash. But then every once in a while, um, and it's probably at least once a week, I'll go back and look through some of that mm-hmm. stuff. And I go, wait a minute, that paragraph works. Yep. That's got an idea worth exploring. I'm gonna pull that out, and yeah. now I'm gonna write a piece. And so yeah, I write, I'm, I'm writing constantly. What's well, one of the things that's funny is I'm writing for Litterdape, 
I also write independently for Medium. Mm-hmm. I also write for my Patreon mm-hmm. thing, just independent stuff. Yep. So I'm yeah, so I'm writing a lot, and I yeah. like it. I love You're doing prolific. it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's prolific is just a lot. Yeah, that's, I'm that's quantity. all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not, quantity. I'm not saying quality. No, yeah, you're saying, saying quantity. Yeah. I am but definitely quantity. But that's part of the process. Yeah. Is you have to have, it's like working out, mm-hmm. which I don't know as much about as you do. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, fuck it. You have to do the warm up. You have to keep yeah. the muscles going. And I know it, anybody and every writer will probably say this or any professor about, you know, writing professor will say this. You have to exercise the muscle. Exercise the muscle. And Anybody that says that sounds like a fucking writing douche, a yeah. literary douchebag. Sure. I get it, but it's fucking true. But it's true. That doesn't make it, it not true. It's true, true, true. And I, I'm i I'm a lot like Dana. I I write, I'll write post-it note, literal, yeah, you, not just uh, the column. That's the thing is I've actually seen the post-it note wall yeah. and that pic, the post-it note, that's the picture of your fucking wall. It's insane. It's awesome. It's if not had, insane. If it's I had neither handwriting. God, I love I it. I would be a, I would like serial killer? Maybe. Because mm. it's, Yeah. I'm like, I think about like Kevin Spacey's character when I in walked, Seven. Like, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Like, when I walked into your office first time and I saw that, it was a little bit like seeing the Eiffel Tower in person for the first time. It was like, holy oh. shit, this is really, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> holy so This is a feat. Fuck, this is yeah. like the real post. This wasn't yeah. like some this random Vegas. This unsplash picture, yeah. photo you found uh-huh. of a bunch of posters. Uh-huh. This is actually your yeah. fucking whole wall is post-it notes. I loved it. I loved it. I'm I'll thrilled. write post-it notes. I will, certain things require note cards. Yeah. Um, some things I write in my, my notebook. Mm-hmm, which you carry around all the time. Handwritten. Sometimes I've got legal pads. That mm-hmm. have, it, it just depends on my mood, what I need to do, because the different kind of writing, the idea, whatever I need to get my brain and hand moving together requires different mediums. Yeah, yeah. So whether it's the notebook or the post-it note or the note card or the computer. Yeah. And just typing so it you, out. So what is your favorite? Because mine is absolutely the keyboard. It's absolutely Apple Notes. What's your favorite sort of uh, like equipment? What's your best writing equipment that you love the most? Or you find that you're most prolific with? I don't have a favorite. It depends on what it, it is. Just, you, you just... Yeah. Really, because like you said, you'll pull a paragraph from your yeah. notes or whatever. And like sometimes I'll just write shit down in my okay. notebook. All right. And I'll pull. Sometimes I've written, but like then you polish one thousand word pieces in the in the notebook. Yeah, just hand, just go, and then I'll pull it out and retype it. And as I'm retyping, I'll clean it up. Yeah, I heard. I heard. A, uh, it was. Uh, it was. I think it was the Joe Rogan, uh, Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, his comment was that he never types. Yeah. His rough drafts. Right. Because once he starts typing it, it looks like a finished book, and so he does everything by hand yeah. until he's ready to commit it to. Which I think is a very interesting approach. That is not my approach at all, but sometimes I'm not I, Chuck Palahniuk, so. Sometimes I get, and I listen to that same podcast. Yeah. Like I told you, I was I listened to it. I, I was like, I just want to fucking write. I, I could just, Jesus. I'm so inspired. Yeah. Palahniuk's approach is similar to mine. Okay. Um, what sometimes when I'm at the keyboard, I feel like it's too uh, uh, permanent. And absolute that this is the final product, which of course it's not. Well, again, like my my whole concept of the digital, the digital is something you just throw into the ether and it's gone, and, yeah. then, and then I can come back to it. But it's it's there's no, there's something that feels impermanent to it. Yeah. And so I never look at typing, and that's the only way I write. It's I mean, just I to write, type that shit. Yeah. So it's for, interesting. for all my my literate eight pieces, uh, or any piece that I write, uh, but if we just keep it specifically to literate eight, like I don't write it in the website, like in drafts. Okay. I yeah, write yeah, it in I a word you, document, yeah. and I keep. All, I have all those Word documents. Once I post it, 
in drafts. I'll make edits and do a mm-hmm. hard yeah. polish throughout the way, which so it's different. It may be a not a different story, but you know, a clear second draft from the the hard copy. Yeah. I keep the hard copies because what if something happens and I want to go back to it? Or, you know, if the site crashes, we need something to, you know, whatever. You need the hard copy. And hard copy being a Word document on my hard drive. Yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. a hard copy. But um, I, th- I think to answer your question, and, I, and this is also, I think, the answer to the trick to writing is whatever you have to do to get the words out, just do it. You, if it's writing a note on your fucking forearm to your yeah. fingers, <laughs> it's do it. Cocktail. I used to write a lot of cock, on cocktail napkins. Okay, I've yeah. got some notes on my phone. I mean, whatever, whatever works. There, like, what whatever it reminds me quickest. of is when I was in college. I was a trumpet major in college, and uh, Maurice Andre, world famous trumpet player, mm-hmm. brilliant, amazing trumpet player, French. Um, he comes and uh, he's doing a master class, and he's got a translator, and uh, but he once in a while can. You know, he 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 know he has a grasp enough grasp of English that he can you know get the, yeah. get the quick answers if he's got to, and kind of all the trumpet players elected me to ask the question that no one wanted to ask him directly because they were embarrassed because it's kind of a stupid question, mm-hmm. but it was an interesting. But we all wanted to know the Is answer. It, do you save what comes out of your spit valve? No, that was not the question. The I question was, totally what that. would he say is the correct? Embouchure. Now, for those of you that don't know what an embouchure is, embouchure is the placement of the mouthpiece on your lips. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your lower lip has more prominence. Sometimes upper lip depends on to the either side of your lip. But what is the best embouchure? Depends on which herpes has creeped and in that his, week. Well, his answer, and he answered in English, was the one that works. Right. And I went, and it's like yep. that's that's exactly what you said. Is whatever works yeah. for you is the right answer. That's how you do it. I wrote a piece this morning that'll publish. I don't know. I. I Later this week, or, or next, well, this drops on Sunday, so it may have already been published. Yeah, I don't know yeah. That, but anyway. Which, which one? The, the About the Democrats. That's going to go the, Monday, 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 Monday morning. Monday. So it'll be tomorrow. Right, fuck it. If so, you're listening, yeah, so you'll tomorrow. read it tomorrow. So when I wrote that, I just, I opened up a Word doc, and I just started shitting things out on, I just started typing. Okay. And then I went back, and I formatted things a little bit and cleaned it up a little bit, but th- that was just the way that that one came yeah. out. Um, but I think the, the most important thing in the process of writing is to, like when I start, get out of your own way. Yeah. I, you, you don't think about it. Writing requires a lot of headspace. Free thought, yeah. And a lot of thinking. But if you think about it and you use that headspace, you're fucked. Yeah. Because what ends up happening is you think like Palinic and you're going, well, what if people read this and it's not good? Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, just yeah. fucking bang it out, and if it's shit, put it away. So what? Where do you? How do you start? I'm curious because the way I start, and it's interesting, because the way I start is I write the headline first. I write a headline first. If you look, if you go to my notes and look at all the writing, there are there are at least twelve right now, with no words underneath it, mm-hmm. just a title yep. of a, a title of an essay I want to write. Now, the funny thing is that oftentimes that will just start the essay mm-hmm. and later on I'll have to change the title because yeah. I've completely gone away from that. But that's right. how I, that's how I write is I write the headline first and then I go. How do you what do you what do you start it with? It depends. And that's why the, the post-it notes exist. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll just have an idea for a headline or it's a quote or just a line of dialogue. And yeah. like, I don't know where this belongs or where it's gonna go, but I need to remember it and put it up. So I there is no hard, uh, you know, science or, you know, true 100%, this is how it begins with how I write. It, it just, it, 
oftentimes I will, I don't have a headline. Yeah. And I'll just start writing the idea. And, and what then I'll you do find at the top, the I'll put, I will write the word headline and I'll put yeah. it in bold okay. and italics. So you're going to go the opposite is, direction then. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes yeah, I've yeah. got the headline. I mean, that's for this, the story that, that's going to run on Monday, yeah. I had the headline because yeah. that was the idea and fuck it, that was it. And I. Yeah, just kind of came. came when together. I was writing my first book, The Camp Book, um, a camp story available on Amazon or any bookstore. And it's actually a very good book. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, he's just saying that because I bought beer today. No, I'm saying it because it's a good book. Oh, thank you. And uh, you bought beer today. Yeah, <laughs> that helps. It's always helpful. Uh, but I remember I was talking to my. One of my best friends, Jared Keene, um, who is, he's an author, he's a poet, he's yeah. a journalist, um, he's a professor of English, teaches at UNLV. He, so he had written several books before I had finished the first one. Mm -hmm. I said, how do you write a book? And he goes, I don't know. Every book is different. Yeah. You just write them you and just you write them they in end up as decent books. Like yeah. there is no process. And the way that I went about writing the camp book was very different from how I wrote the, the DJ last book. DJ book. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're very different stories and very oh, different yeah. books. Different per but, process. You know, the the last or the a camp story, I had my wall covered in post-it an outline of post-it notes and what goes where and how this thing happens wow. and this and that. The DJ book, I just fucking told stories. Yeah, yeah. You just wrote it out. I just yeah. shit it out. It all yeah. lived on a Word document. Yeah. Um and a few post-it notes and you know, yeah. but that was pretty much different. it. All right. Everything is different, but I think the one thing that you've got to do, other than just write, you know. Well, yeah, but it is. That's how what do you is. just write? Because there are times when I wake up in the morning, or the afternoon, or at night when I am like I, I can't. And you and we've talked about this. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. We get that on or off the air, but um, I get in my way a lot. I overthink things. Yeah, we get a writer's what what what, what is called writer's block, but Joe Jane's effectively eliminated any excuses with his 365 sketches. Right. So there's no such thing. You just muscle through it. My my mentor in college, my writing professor, uh, Dr. John Ersfeld, said, there's no such thing as writer's block. If you can't write, it's because you have nothing to say. Good call. Which is great. I As the years have gone by, I don't think... No, I, nothing. I, I know that I don't fully agree with that. Oh, I fully agree with that. What I think happens is, one, a big part, 80% of it is that you have nothing to say. Yeah. The other 20% is that you're thinking about it too much. Oh, I buy that. Yeah, I, I can see So that. it's an 80-20 thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like today, I had a bunch of shit I needed to get done. I needed to write, I needed yeah. to write a couple blogs for some clients. Yeah. I needed to edit a few things. I needed to edit the ape. Um, I needed to write the story that's going on Monday. Yeah. And I got a later start that I wanted in the day, which usually will fuck me up because I'm like, oh, I've wasted part of the day. Yeah, yeah. And then I get my shit, but I just went, nope, fuck it. And I just sat down and I just I just wrote. And I yeah. banged that shit out. And I think it's all decent. Yeah, well, the, 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 the piece that for Monday, you sent me a, an email or a text and it was like, hey, you know, I just put this in draft. Take a look and tell me what you think if I'm on the right track. And I read it. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get, Pete. You're gonna piss a lot of people off." I don't fucking. Care. But rock and roll, you yeah. know. I mean, it, it, it is legitimate, and everything you said, I agree with. So it's like, yeah. Um, even if I didn't agree with it, that's one of the things I like about the ape is even if I don't agree with something somebody as writes, long if it's, it's well a written, sound we, thought. Yeah, you've got a point a of view. Decent point saying, of view. Yeah. All right, let's do six things. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. So my first thing this week for you to do is a watch. This is, a, it's, it's watch Schitt's Creek. 
Okay, I've heard of this. S-C-H-I-T-T. I have not seen this. This is a show. It's available on Netflix. It's a Canadian show uh, starring Eugene Levy, Mm -hmm. his son Daniel Levy, Catherine O'Hara, who I She's so good. She's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. One of the best. And uh, Chris Elliott. Okay. Who I think is... Who I can't stand, but you know, I kind of love. It depends on he's, what he's doing. I didn't like. He had that show in the. I think like, he's fantastic 90s. in uh, what's it? Uh, what's uh, Groundhog's Day? I think he's Groundhog awesome Day. There's something about Mary. Oh Chris yeah, he's Elliot, pretty good in that. Yeah. I think it took Chris Elliott a long time for either to find his his voice or, or his for thing, people to figure or out how to get it. Put his smarm. Yeah, in, and in I know good for use. me, it took me a while to understand the genius. I don't know if I he's use a that, I use that word loosely. He's just a douche, but, but the, he's funny. The funny of he's Chris Elliott. He's a funny Elliott. douche, yeah. I like Chris Elliott. Oh, it's yeah. a great show. Uh, it's really well casted. Um, and the Catherine O'Hara, I, just her voice for her character in yeah. that show is just... It, Shit's crazy. She's just amazing. And this is a show, so it's it's a Canadian show okay. that runs on Canadian TV. Yeah. Um, but Netflix has it. Okay. My brother, they're like in the fourth or fifth season or something. My brother's been trying to get me to watch it for a long time. He got my dad watching it. My dad is now like, are you watching Shit's Creek? You're watching Shit's Creek. Uh-huh. And finally, I come out. I don't know what I was doing, but Katie was watching something on TV. And I said, what's this? She goes, uh, something called Shit's Creek. And I go, oh. Let's watch it. Yeah. It's hilarious. The shows are like 22 minutes long. They're really short and quick. Um, All right. It's so, so, so good. All right, I'm going to go with, uh, in in honor of uh, uh, our upcoming uh, holiday that I generally don't celebrate, it's a read. It is, uh, you can find it on www.electricliterature.com. <laughs> I love that you do the www. I just, so you type it out. I know there are 52-year-old men that listen. Which way does a slash go after the HTTP? I'm going to smack you in is the head. Is it a colon or a semicolon? Electricliterature.com. It is an article called Horror Lives in the Body by Megan Pillow Davis. Pillow. Come I, on. I, that, that's a real... Come I looked, on. It's, that's her middle name. All right. But basically what it is, Jesus. is it is connecting the the joy, her joy of watching horror films with the reliving of her personal traumas. Jesus. And how horror films for her are a way to relive these horrifying things that have happened in her past, but that it's a good thing because having to relive these things, ba- effectively, it is an Therapy argument that via says, VHS. That's what it is. Yeah. It's effectively saying that being triggered by horror movies is a good thing for her because it exercises those demons, right. so to speak. Yeah. And, and it's actually a really good read. It's a, it's a tremendously good, it's a very well-written essay, and I, and I really enjoyed it. So it's called Horror Lives in the Body. You can find it at www.electricliterature.com. My second thing is a do. Uh, it is October 28th. Uh, I want you to enjoy Chicago's outside before the depressing gray <laughs> and the vicious chill of winters of winter violently ass fucks us with its humongous ice cock. Yeah. Ooh, good imagery. Take in the leaves before you get raped by winter. Okay. Violently raped before you get cavanaugh by winter. Before you get allegedly cavanaugh allegedly, no, by winter. Allegedly. Whatever. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. Fucking so go outside. Hand over your mouth. Wear a jacket. I like jacket weather. 
I'm Jack, a fan. Yeah, Jack, this weather's good. I always it's have a hard Jack. time at the beginning of fall because it means well, you're, you're making the adjustment. And, yeah, you're making the but adjustment. Like but now, once you get in, yeah, put that jacket I'm on, good, take yeah. a walk, a little and I chill. I have so many jackets. I get to choose. Yeah, I get to go shopping every day in my own closet. All right, yeah. mine is in uh, my second is a listen, and it is inspired. Uh, well, it's not inspired. Don Smith, who is uh, both a listener and a friend in L.A., is uh, he just was in the last Jennifer Garner movie, um, Peppermint. Which was Peppermint, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I feel, I feel yeah, bad yeah. for anybody in Jennifer Garner films because she just. Well, you know, she's but kind of toxic. Yeah, well, but he's great. Don yeah. is great, and uh, he was really liking the uh, series I've been writing for Literate Ape, uh, mm-hmm. problematic movie in the eighties. Yeah. And he said, "Have you heard Eighties All Over? It's a podcast. Okay, um, it is by Scott Weinberg and Drew McWeeny. That's really his name, Drew McWeeny." Um, and it's basically they're covering every single movie made in the 1980s one month at a time. Oh my god! And it is really these guys are funny. First of all, it, it's, they're very funny. Every single movie? Every, well, that's Not what they just say. Like the big ones. That's what or they say. The, the sleeper hits. This thing or is, the that's what they say. Some some of their coverage is oh, and this movie was made, and it was oh my god. That's all they do. But have they talked about cocktail yet? Um, I haven't listened to all of it. I just started listening okay. to it. And, and I'm at 1980. I think I started in 1983. So, so I still have to go back. Are they going? They're going, going chronology. Chronolo- they're going okay. month. Yeah. They're going okay. like, the, it, like the first one is January, like January 1980. <laughs> you know, I mean, and they're going through it. That is a task. It's, well, you know, I love it. And, and it's job security. What it reminded me of is it sounded to me like, the way I described it to Dana was, it's film spotting as if the ape cast did it. Okay. It's got that sort of loose feel, but yeah. it's very informative, and they're talking about movies they like and, and, and sort of the history behind it and some of the inside skinny. And it's actually really interesting. It's all 80s okay. all over. Scott Weinberg and Drew McWeeny. Cool. All right. Uh, my last thing to do this week uh, is a do. Uh, and this is specifically for my formerly like-minded liberal friends. I want you to focus Focus. Take a breath and focus. Okay, that was a good one. And I'm gonna and I'm going completely different from the focus. Mine is a watch. I mentioned it earlier. Have you seen Hereditary? No. With Tony Collette? I like her. I'm telling it just came out. It was just this last uh, it, it's uh, it's written directed by Ari Aster. First feature-length thing, Ter- Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolf, and a whole lot of what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, and introducing a whole, whole lot, lot of what, of what the, the fuck. fuck. This is, uh, and I. And the thing about it is, I didn't watch it right away because I heard a bunch of uh, people that I should not have listened to piss and moan about how it's a, oh, it's about crazy women and not believing them and blah blah uh, blah. No no no, okay. fuck you. This is the scariest fucking movie. This is the creepiest movie. It surprises you in a million ways. The cinematography and the pictures that he creates are extraordinary. I mean, it's just... It well, is, this is the thing you watch with Dana, and you're both yeah, saying, what that's, the fuck? I told okay. you. Yep. Okay. Man, I mean, there is a moment in this movie where things are just kind of going along. You're going, okay, I'm not sure where this is going. This, you know, it's like, here's the wind up. And I mean, this happens, and I swear to God, Dana and I both, couldn't stop freaking out about it. Like, Ken Mormon, like, when something happens in a movie, like, oh, Linda Blair's head goes around 360. Yeah. You don't sit for the next 10 minutes going, whoa, what the fuck? 
there's a thing in this movie that happens, and that we for ten minutes while the movie's going on, we're going, oh, what the fuck was holy shit? I'm telling you, this is one. Where can you watch it? Um, it you, on, uh, 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 I'll be. You were in the theater watching, going, oh, what the fuck? And he's like, these assholes. Maybe the woman in Janet. No, was this was a this, this was a streamed version okay. of it. So right. this is a streamed version. Wouldn't of that it. be great if the woman in Janet was pissed because you like screamed at them? At yeah, the, but I think you know, I think it's I think it's coming theater. out on Blu-ray, which means it's going to be. Uh, it might be on Amazon Prime right okay. now. But all I'm saying is hereditary. Okay. Don't listen to anybody. They all say right. it. This is, and I don't, and it is, and it's rare that I don't want to spoil because I totally want to spoil movies. Yeah. I think like, if you haven't seen it before, I've seen it. Fuck off. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna spoil your shit. You're However, a sweet guy that way. This one I will not spoil because God damn it. Did you maybe spoil a movie for the woman in Janix? Could that be it? I might have. She was so pissed that's off. A, that's fair. She had never seen Cannonball Run. And I gave, yeah. yeah, and she was so pissed off that Cannonball Run was just not good. And we're good. not putting spoilers at the no, top of those Because posts. these yeah. are in the 80s, so fucking grow up. Yeah. All right? If you haven't fucking seen it by now, stuff something up your ass and whistle Dixie. That's all I got to say. Go to fucking Family Video. Yeah, go to. Rent it. Yes. Put it in your VHS player. Yeah. Do, do yourself Adjust the tracking favor. and watch the fucking movie. Do yourself movie. a favor and fucking yell at somebody in a fucking jack-in-a-box because Janix... <laughs> Is for my bacon, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Um, we've got Bughouse coming out November 5th. You should absolutely come to Bughouse November 12th. We have books and booze. We have a new Patreon. Here's the thing. Go to www. Yes, I say it. God damn dot it. Patreon.com slash literate ape. Um, consider becoming a patron. We're going to have a lot. We're, we're just getting started with it, but we're going to have a lot of extra uh, sort of exclusive stuff for our patrons. And uh, it's only a couple bucks. You know, it's like the public radio model. Help us pay our writers. That's it. That's, That's all it. I got. Yeah. And, uh, you know, keep listening and keep reading. And thank you so much. And rate us and review and all that usual end of the podcast shit. And yeah. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you next week. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 